Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new podcast, video podcast we're doing. I'm Jenny Graham with the, and I'm the opinions pages editor of the Tulsa World. And I'm with my friend, Barry Friedman. Tell the people who you are, Barry. I'm just an opinion guy. Uh, what am I? I'm a writer, a comedian. I write about geology, which you're going to make fun of soon. So I write about geology as well. Have a blog. Uh, and I write for Progressive Populist, which should be like a good intro transition to what you're about to say, right? I would never make fun of rock journalism. And I mean rocks as actual rocks, which I think is very niche. I didn't know about. I'm glad you're covering it. No one covers it better than you. Yeah, that's what I Everybody covers it better. What I've learned is that if you have like dirt and you put water on it, you're going to get mud. That's what I know about geology. And that makes you qualified for opinions on things like national politics. Right. Right. It makes that us both qualified because I'm nice smooth transition right into that. Right, right. <laughs> but you did you do write a lot about national politics. You've got a, a a great in you know a great observation of it all. And you wrote a recent column I just read yesterday where you go through the the Republican nominees for president, like the potential nominations. And one of the things that's the elephant in the room is Donald Trump. And I mean, what's, without giving everything away, what's your take on that? I mean, what are the pros and cons of a Donald Trump uh, nomination? Well, the, the premise of the piece was that maybe Donald Trump is the best thing for Democrats. Well, for Democrats, yes. Uh, yeah, for Democrats, because he's not a very good candidate. I mean, he, he, he fumpers all over the place. He doesn't look well. He doesn't act well. He says stupid things. He writes stupid things. And most importantly, Joe Biden beat him. And I don't know if we can say that about anybody else. I mean, I don't know if Joe Biden beats everybody, but he has beat Trump and he may beat him again. And if you look at the polls, they're pretty close and nobody's had a more, a more terrible year than Joe Biden. So it's entirely possible that, that Donald Trump could be the best thing for Democrats uh, because again, Republicans are not tired of him. I don't really believe that, but he's not their best candidate. He has so much baggage and nobody brings out Democratic voters quite like Donald Trump. But I watched the January 6th hearings. You watched right. it, correct? Yes, so my question is, how does someone watch that and come away going, yeah, that's our guy? I mean, there's so much baggage. And, and frankly, probably some criminal activity. I mean, there's He's got his entire former cabinet who's testified against him. He has his own daughter and son-in-law testifying against him. How do Republicans say this is the guy? I mean, I just, well, I think that this is maybe a sideshow, that he's not really the guy. There are really other people coming up, and this is just sort of a distraction. I think you assume that people are watching the Well. Hero. Who, yes, there are some people, including Trump. our congressional delegation, many members who won't. Right. We're not watching it. And and so so if they are watching, which I doubt, but if they are watching, they either believe it's it's not that serious, the Democrats are cherry picking the facts, or let's the darkest explanation, one that we cannot avoid, is they want and wanted Trump to succeed. They wanted the Capitol. Uh, overtaken. They wanted Trump ushered out. I mean, uh, Pence ushered out. I don't know if they wanted Pence hanged, but they if, they if you think the election was stolen, 
right? And if you look at these terrible polls that show, there's one thing on MSNBC the other day that 24% of Republicans think that an armed insurrection is possible or necessary. Well, and that's behind the Second Amendment. There are people who think, truly believe that the government will turn on them without thinking, well, no, we turned on our government. I mean, that's the ironic thing. If you don't believe it's happening, or you believe it's cherry-picked, or you believe they're out to get Trump, or there's Hunter Biden, or there's a million other things going on, I can see where the Republicans would not be that swayed by Trump's activities. And Democrats for years have said, well, the institutions will save us, the courts will save us, the Congress will save us. It's, It's a stretch. I mean, we got through it. But there are a lot of people who wish we hadn't gotten through it. I don't know whether people realize that what we're talking about here is a is a uh, autocracy, right? I mean, you want to be ruled, you want to be governed, and Trump is going to rule them. And if you're well, okay with being ruled by Trump, then don't you also think? I mean, but we're spending all this time that we, us, also Democrats, the the population, we're talking about Trump all the time. But don't you think that if you are in charge of the Republican leadership, you're like, okay, let's let people waste their time talking about this. And we're really going to start sinking our money and our attention into other candidates, knowing that, yes, he did lose to Biden, who's not a strong candidate. Um, He does have this baggage. He might be indicted. Why take a gamble on that when, you know, you can put up a DeSantis or a, you know, whoever, you know, they're kind of doing that under the radar. So, Everyone's sort of the media and everyone's sort of looking over here and not over here. Isn't that possible? I think the media wants to think the Republicans are in disarray and Republicans have no idea what's going to happen. And they're and they're they're internally destroying themselves on what to do with Trump. Look at the numbers. I mean, he's still filling arenas. He's still out there far ahead of even DeSantis, although it is getting closer in New Hampshire and Michigan and obviously Florida. But you know, there's no reason to suggest that Trump is not who they want, because, again, the election's close. He could beat Biden again. Biden's not doing well. And that hole that Trump had on the party that a lot of people thought would dissipate once the election was over, I think he's still got it. I mean, although... You know, what I don't understand is when you look at policy, like why... Everyone talks about Trump's policy, whether it be the wall, whatever it is... You can still find other people to carry that who back those who aren't so personally offensive that they're not going to mock people who are disabled, who aren't going to have this corruption going on and possibly encourage an insurrection. That's where I'm stumped. Like, why is it this guy? I mean, DeSantis and Ted Cruz and those guys do the same thing. They'll enact the same policies. They gave him nine, Trump gives them ninety five percent of the, what they want and some bad tweets which they probably don't want, right? But Trump won. That's why Trump is where he is because somehow in two thousand sixteen he beat Hillary Clinton. Hillary he was probably the Hillary Clinton was probably the only putty, only candidate he could have beaten was Hillary Clinton, and he did. And mm-hmm. he's got three Supreme Court justices on there who will be there forever, mm-hmm. right? Right. And he talks good. And he talks strong and he gives the base something. He gives them red meat. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're uh, Mitch McConnell, you think, well, I'd rather not have Donald Trump, but how much am I going to annoy the, the, the base by saying that? And, you know, you could give DeSantis some credit, you give Cruz some credit, you give 
Asa Hutchinson some credit by saying, I'm going to run against him anyway. But that could be a bloodbath. That could be really ugly. Mm-hmm. So who, if not Trump, who do you think, who do you think gets the nod? Oh, if Trump doesn't get the nod, I, I right now I put my money on DeSantis. Think so. What about yeah. Pence? Because that was, I'm hearing more and more about him because he has his conservative bona fides. I mean, without well, a doubt. But he also ended up looking good to Democrats for doing the right thing during the insurrection, which is to go ahead and do what he was constitutionally required to do. So he ended up looking like a statesman. I, you know, I'm, platform because his boss said it was okay to hang him. So well, I mean, that's what I'm curious about. It's like Liz Cheney. I, I think Democrats would like Pence to come out and say, I'm running for president because Donald Trump tried to have me hanged and he's bad for the country. We would think, Democrats would think, that's a pretty good message. We would like somebody to do that. That's why we like Liz Cheney now, because she's saying all the right things. I don't know what Republicans think of Mike Pence. I don't know what, what the message he can give them. I'm Donald Trump without the insanity. Is that a good well, message? he certainly is forward looking. I mean, when you look right now, yes, Trump's pulling in a crowd, but all of his messaging is, I won back then. Look what I did, that they did back then. I was screwed over back then where Mike Pence, he won't say anything bad about Trump publicly, at least, but it's all about what he's going to do. And I think that that's where you've got to kind of come down to is where, which kind of, what, what kind of leader do you want? Someone who wallows in the past or someone who looks forward to what can you do in the future? And I think I, that's what Pence brings. I'm with you, but not being a Republican. I don't know what triggers are being hit by Donald Trump or Mike Pence or DeSantis. I mean, if you're if you're an armchair political pundit, you you can do all that. But I think for a lot of people, Trump is just the guy who is their guy because he keeps letting them know I'm on your side and I beat the people you don't like. And I keep being the people you don't like. And the people you don't like are fixated on me. They're not fixated on Ted Cruz. That's but true. Trump gets people riled up on both sides. And I think that's why my column was that I think Trump would be the best thing for us because he's not going to be as strong a candidate, I don't think, as DeSantis. I don't think he'd be as strong a candidate as um, even Ted Cruz, for that matter. Although, you know, because again, we don't like, I don't like Ted Cruz. But there are people out there, again, if they look at Ted Cruz, they look at any of them, 95%, Asa Hutchison is with Donald Trump 95% of the time. Mm. He signed a right. bill up abortion in Arkansas without exceptions, and then said, well, I wish there were exceptions. That's it? That's leadership? That's better than Trump? And Hutchison could say to the public, I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not going to make fun of disabled people. Well, and that's what I was getting at. Like, you can find someone who embodies all of those policy measures who aren't just personally offensive to people. Unless and in part, and just the yeah. tweets and the whole thing. I mean, I got, I think people got tired of every day having to think, what, what now? What everyone every day had something. The presidential politics was just in your face all the time for four years. It's like, what crazy thing now? And that's gone away. Even my kids noticed. You know, they're teenagers. They're like, you know what? It's been nice. So we go whole weeks without thinking about our president. You know, I, I do kind of, maybe I'm optimistic, but I think there are people who like that, who don't want to be fighting all the time. You know, we've gotten so far away from, you know, just 
recognizing differences. Now everyone's got to hate somebody. Everyone's got to, you know, and that's what that stirred up. And that's what he stirs up. It's not healthy for the nation. And surely they can find someone else who can do, can, can, can get their policies across without stirring up that, that, that base hateful type emotion. So why don't you think more Republican legislators like the ones here in this state in Oklahoma don't distance themselves more from Trump? Because I agree with you. And they will tell you privately. And Langford has said, I don't want my grandchildren. I don't want my children to look at Donald Trump as a role model. Right. Right. Look, why then don't they come out publicly and say this is not the Republican Party? This is not what we want for the nation. Why don't they do that? I I, 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 I wish more would. Yeah, um, because don't. it's not gonna it's it's not gonna not gonna um travel well in time, especially at this point. Like, and here's the thing: Oklahoma is going to vote for the Republican president no matter what. I mean, it's it doesn't matter. I mean, Baron Trump would co- would carry Oklahoma. I don't even know which one that is. Yes, that's the that's the anyone the, the youngest one. Yes, I mean, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but at this point. When you have choices and you see what's happened with January 6th, you have to say, you know what, that's too far. Because you know what, that's what the Republicans did when Nixon and Watergate. And Nixon, arguably, Watergate wasn't nearly as bad as a January 6th insurrection. But his party went to Nixon and said, you know what, you were over the line. You've got to go. The the Republicans did quite opinion. That's the dark side. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not enough to push them over the edge, push them away from Trump, is because they they want Trump to succeed. They wanted the insurrection to succeed. Now, they may not say that out loud, but how else do you explain it? I mean, did anybody give a more forceful speech than on, on January 7th and Mitch McConnell about how Trump was responsible? Right. Morally, ethically, responsible for it. He, he wrote, he, he said in that one book, New York Times writer, he was elated that after 1-6 that the best news was we were finally done with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And he could have told the caucus, now's our chance. We vote to impeach him because if it's successful, he can never run for president again. And they didn't do that. And they didn't do that for two reasons. One, because they know Trump can win and they'd rather be with a winner than a loser. Or two, worse, they wanted Trump to succeed. That's really the dark side to me. Because again, Langford, look at our legislator, right? Langford right. is not a terrible human being. Where is he? I mean, when you think about it, in Oklahoma, Jim Inhofe. Jim Inhofe did the right thing. And he, did he right voted thing to certify. From the beginning, he said, I'm no. not going to vote to decertify. Langford was giving a speech to decertify when they came and messed up his desk and his podium. Then when he came back, he said, well, I can't support this. Right. And has done nothing since then to say Donald Trump is bad for America. I don't care if he can win. That's not the president I want. Right. Why does no, he do that? I'm with you on that. I, I think more. And I think people are scared of that base. But I wonder how much. I mean, yes, we have people showing up at rallies. But I do wonder how much of that base has been eroded. That they're more likely to. Because I think DeSantis isn't that far from Trump. He's just okay. not as gruff i guess exactly. not as not not as openly honest maybe as donald trump because that's the key again not to keep quoting my article but who, who not is. that donald trump is honest 
I should say Donald no, Trump says what he's thinking. Everybody That's who'd run against Trump, all the serious contenders are smarter than Trump. And I think that's the danger. And they also, it's a better contrast than Trump. I mean, you have Joe Biden, 82 years old. Now, I think he's in much better shape than 78-year-old Donald Trump, but Joe Biden is 82 years old. Put him up against a 48-year-old Republican who stays on message with a full mane of black hair, right? Oh, the energetic, it's that, yeah, it's the John Kennedy thing. It's, right. you know, just the energy someone would bring to the office. It's not a good look. And so I think for a lot of reasons, he, I mean, DeSantis is smarter and Cruz is smarter and Rubio is smarter and Hutchison is smarter. They're all smarter than Trump. They can't fill arenas like Trump and if Trump can still fill arenas, but they don't bring out the base. They don't elicit the kind of hatred that Trump does, which will bring out Democrats. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think Joe Biden won because he didn't annoy to the point where they would come out and vote against him. And that's why he won, I think, in large part, because he didn't upset the 11 undecided voters left in this country. So you did not mention in there the possibility of a vice president, uh, Kevin Stitt. What's up with that, Barry? Well, uh, again, my opinion of Stitt, it's, it's kind of astonishing that, A, he's so successful when the thing he ran on, competence and business acumen, I mean, can give me something he's done business-wise that he used his his experience to move this state forward? Panasonic, the the rest stops. I mean, give me something that that he's done that you go, man. There's a business. We need more businessmen doing this. All right. But again, if Stitt were the nominee, I mean, hopefully, I'm I'll thinking be vice president. I'm thinking there's a. There's a path there he's looking at for vice presidency or in the cabinet, something what like that. What does he bring to the ticket? Poto? What does he bring to the ticket? This he brings nothing. Well, that to is no, that's that's a legit question because again, no one needs Oklahoma. We that's wrapped up. So if you're a Ted Cruz, God help us. <laughs> if you're Ted Cruz, you're not going to you're going to go. You're going to try to find some conservative in. The East. Are there conservatives in the East Coast? I don't know. Oh, yeah, there are conservatives in the East Coast. See, he'll find someone there. Or there could be someone from California or something. So Christy Nome could be a nominee, right? So, no. So there, so you're right. Like the path for those types of Nikki Haley. Exactly. And you know what? Nikki Haley, she I see her as having a path, honestly, to the to a presidency. Honestly. She'll get nine votes. Why? Because she's a woman. I don't say that because she's a woman. You no, tell I'm serious. I don't think people are ready to vote for women. I don't think Republicans are ready to vote for women. They'll talk a good game, but when it comes down to it, yeah, you show me the Republicans, right, who are going to run a woman as as president, right, with all the baggage they have against women over the last three, four years, or more than that. Because there are some conservative women who I would have voted for in the past, but they never get anywhere. Um, and you know what? Liz Cheney has, she'll, I don't even know if she'll win her own election at this point, but the treatment she's gotten compared well, to some of the other, I mean, they, the, it's the criticisms for women are always different than men. And you can Mary look at- Mary Fallon, Mary Fallon, the, the, the level of misogyny yeah. with Mary yeah. Fallon. I mean, whoever would have thought that now we would long for Mary Fallon. Mm-hmm. We would long for her steady leadership. 
which says to me that Donald Trump in 20 years may be the person we look to and go, man, that guy wasn't quite as bad as these guys. Right. So, but, you know, we've talked about the Republicans, the Democrats have their own decision. Yes, they do. I mean, I mean, we have, there's an 82 year old there who's had inflation. I mean, that everyone's talking about that. Right. He has nothing to do with I don't want to talk about oil prices because it has no, he has nothing to do with that. What president yeah. would say, you know what, we need we need to have high gas prices. Right. No, no. But the inflation is a concern. And, you know, there are other things, but he says he's going to run. But do the Democrats say, okay, that's a great idea? Or do they change? To change. Do they say, you know what? Go to them and say, you know what? You did a great thing. You turned this around. But now we're going to hand it off to fill in the blank. Who's the one candidate in the Democratic Party who you say, that's the guy we want? That's the the one guy who says, and I would say guy, because that guy has to say to Kamala Harris, you're not the one. Yeah, I don't I don't see how you jump over Kamala Harris. You don't. But Since, vice pre- sitting vice presidents do horribly when running for president. And I every, looked it up because I knew we would we would get into in-depth real research. Only yeah. four vice presidents since the beginning of the country have been elected as presidents, sitting vice presidents. And two of them were John Adams and Theodore and Thomas Jefferson. And then the other one was Martin Van Buren and then George H.W. H. Bush. That's right. it. And since Harry Truman's vice president, Alvin Barkley, right? I don't even know who that was. So right. factoid of the day. Since Barkley, no sitting Democratic vice president who didn't want to be president was, uh, wasn't was given the nomination. Think about and it. She's, and she's the and first. And she wants it. And I know she, she's the first woman, woman of color, to have that seat. How do you not, as a party, say, you know what, you've earned that? We're going to give that to you. Right. But the reality is, looking at history, sitting vice presidents don't do well, and people With still inflation. don't want to women. I'm With just, I'm, I'm convinced that women just have it harder. I mean, Joe Biden is the best chance Democrats have of retaining the presidency. Really? That's my prediction. What about like a Cory Booker? Again, how does Cory Booker jump over Kamala Harris? I know. How I know, does Cory right. Booker say to the Democrats, uh, we need to push out this old guy, right, who arguably did some very good things. If this next, latest bill passes, I mean, Joe Biden's done, as you say, with your children, said it, right? There's it's a maturity. running the, smoothly. There's a maturity to the presidency now. Right. And I think the country works really well if we're going to argue about block grants and cafe standards. I think the country's fine that way when we're not talking about DNA and who we are and whether the democracy goes forward. Right? Yeah. And Biden can make that case because you don't wake up every morning, listen to the radio and hear the president today and go, what? What did the president do today? Yeah. You don't have that with Biden. Now, again, if you're going to argue with Biden over the economy or gas prices, that's in play. That's I don't know how you say to that man, you can't run for president. Now, if he decides not to run, that's a different story. But I don't know how you push him out. I don't know how. And now, again, I did find a statistic. This I found interesting. Um, 69% of Democrats in this poll, and I think it was the uh, Harvard University Harris poll, 69% of Democrats said Biden shouldn't run again. 
Really? That's higher than I thought. 59% of Republicans said Trump shouldn't. Hmm. Right? So everyone wants to just start with a clean slate. I think that's where we're all at. Let's just erase it all. Let's just find a couple of Gen Xers. Yeah. The Gen Xers. That's Ted Cruz, too. So never mind. (laughs) The problem with that, though, is, I mean, that's equating Trump and Biden, and you can't. It's different worlds. They're both old white guys. But that's it. I mean, Joe Biden is a decent human being who's evolved, right? He's, He's right on women's issues. He's right on NATO. Again, imagine Ukraine with Trump right now. Oh, yeah. And don't say, well, because he was president, Putin would, wouldn't have invaded. No. Well, imagine Trump right now trying to get NATO together or would even have NATO to put together. So, but looking past Trump and Biden, give me the strongest Democrat and the strongest Republican out there. And who do you got? Cory Booker and Ron DeSantis? Okay. Maybe. That. that could be a good race. I have a harder time with um, the it Democrats than I do the Republicans, honestly. I don't think the Democrats have a very deep uh, bench there. And you know what? We're also kind of thinking of um, people in Congress. I'm not as familiar with the governors, but you think that's where Bill Clinton came from? That's I mean, a lot of, a lot of good presidents have come from the state states as well. So maybe there's something there that we don't know about. Or that well, is not about is, to my attention. Uh, and the other thing we don't know about is, is in, in 20, this is 2022. We are two years away. In 2014, nobody was taking Donald Trump seriously. True. So we don't know what else is out there. But right now, I mean, who do you have the strongest Democrats? Be Harris, Buttigieg, Booker. So it's the same cast of characters. Well, as before, no one's really new. So, what about Andrew Yang's uh, new new political party? There you go. People say they want a new political party and they want common ground, but they don't. Name me one Republican who's ever said to you, or ever said to me, or ever said to any Democrat, "Listen, let's find some common ground on abortion. Let's find some common ground on guns. Let's find some common ground on the electoral college." It doesn't happen. We are very happy in our camps. I'm not equating the camps, but we're very happy in our camps. Right, right. I mean, name me a pro-choice Republican. You got one? No. But I do know some pro-life Democrats. Right. No pro-choice Republicans. So where's the common ground? Give me one Republican who will say we have to do something about guns. I think the only common ground on those cultural issues and then where we're, you know, with, with, with like abortion, it's the exceptions. That's the only way, way you get common ground is, well, I'm pro-life except for rape, incest, whatever, which means you're pro-choice because you, whenever you, you've got an exception, you're, 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 you're allowing for choice. But I think those are the only ways. But I, I mean, third parties always arise because, you know, someone's mad they didn't win something. That's what it comes down to. And I don't know. I mean, Andrew Yang is my my kids were obsessed with him. They wanted me to vote for Andrew Yang. And I'm like, you you guys no. So I don't know. Third parties aren't my thing. I mean, I think of Ross Perot. I think of, you know, kind of the I mean, they're fun, but they can also be quite disruptive. I don't know if it adds to the conversation 
and makes, you know what I mean? Like makes headway on some of those hard, hard conversations like you're talking about with abortion and those kind of things. So do you just take our two existing parties and well, for a while reform I mean, them? The, 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 the third party to me always comes from, if you think about it, they come from moderate Republicans, right? Which, right. There, were, which there were none of, except- uh, They're not very vocal. I will say this. Yeah. So Christine Todd Whitman- Streams of both parties could take up a lot of wind. So Christine Todd Whitman and Andrew Yang, right? They, they speak for how many people in the Republican and Democratic Party? They don't. They don't. I mean, you talk about when they, the, the 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 weird dynamic a few months back about how uh, Joe Biden should ask Liz Cheney to be his running mate, right? Right. And you think, well, that sounds wonderful, except who does Liz Cheney bring over? What does Liz Cheney do for, for Joe Biden after the one or two day news story? I mean, if Joe Biden would say, just hear me out here, to Mitch McConnell, let's have a unity government. And if Mitch McConnell agreed, then we'd all go, this is the most insane thing ever. But if you can get those two wings of America yeah. together. Yeah. Right. Because right? Mitch McConnell is the one that has, who's, I think, one. I mean, the most powerful there. Right. And so if you have a, a Biden and a McConnell or a Biden and Rubio, then maybe we can talk about a unity. We can talk about a third way forward. But Andrew Yang and Christine Todd Whitman are not going to give us that third path to it. No, and Christine Todd Whitman doesn't bring any, uh, ne neither of them really bring anything. But you know, you brought up something that, that has, oh, is increasingly bothering me is the length of time of our campaigns. Like we're two years out and we're talking about it. We're the only country in the world that gives this much time. It's a constant campaign. The la and, and that means they have to raise more money. Right. I just think it's so, I wish there was a way, and I, you know, the courts have said, I'm sure they'll argue a free speech mm -hmm. argument as far as limiting campaign seasons. You know, I every other country that. in the world, some of them are, are like two, like France, it's like two weeks. Like, I think the longest one Canada ever had was like 11 weeks. And even then they were like, this is too long. But we, the total on the last presidential campaign, because you have to have, in order to campaign for two years, have rallies or whatever they were you have to have more money so 14.4 billion dollars was spent between on the last presidential campaign total mm -hmm. the money i mean that's obscene to me and the older i get the more bothered i am by this that we allow this to go on for so long but then i don't know how to balance that with the courts saying well no it's Free speech. You can raise as much unlimited money as you can. You can campaign as long as you can. But if you do that, right, and let's say your system, let's say your outrage actually gets us legislation. Yep. Elections in America can only last six weeks. Right? Progress. You did it. You did it. Okay. Okay. Now what do you do? Do you allow Donald Trump to send out tweets and emails? Isn't that part of the campaign? Well, I think that's where it gets really, social media has changed it so much. I mean, well, that was the Mark Wayne Mullen thing. Remember, he had ads for his plumbing business, and there was an argument that, well, that's really campaigning, and you're not supposed to use that. And there was yeah, a- Why was he allowed to do that anyway? Um, well, I think the, I, and I have to go back and check, but yeah, I think he was told he couldn't do it, 
And then he protested it saying, no, that's my business. And then there was a whole bunch of change with, well, my wife now owns it. And, you know, I don't know, but that, but it's the same thing that, that delineation between what's a campaign and what's, Hey, I'm just free speech. Right on my business. Right. Right. And so, but it's, it's increasingly bothering me. And I don't know what the answer is. I'm just throwing it out there because there are times like this where I thought, gosh, it would be nice to live, you know, in Japan where I just have to listen to this for two weeks. Cause I think it's, and there are some ads that are just, they're SNL sketches. They're just, they're insane. You know, you the, the Luke Holland did. Remember the Luke Holland did? The Luke Holland one. I'm like, what? My husband literally thought that I was watching SNL when that ad came on. Waited for the punchline. Right. He's like, wait, that was an ad? I'm like, that was an ad. It's like the guy was just praying. <laughs> God needs a friend or what was that? I don't know. It was they not. They shut down my church? No, no, they didn't shut down your church. No. Wow. No, I don't know. I don't know. That was Inhofe's guy, by the way. That was Inhofe's guy. It was interesting that Inhofe came out and said they had problems with Mark Wayne Mullen. That you know was kind of I looked it up. You know what the problem is with, yeah, with Mullen? Did you, I well, thought it would have to do with the fact that Mullen was kind of wishy-washy on the decertification, right? But but every member of the Oklahoma delegation voted against right. certification in the House. Apparently, Inhofe's problem with, with Mullen was the time Mullen went to Afghanistan to right. save whoever he was saving. And Inhofe correctly said it was a publicity stunt and we should stop putting people in danger military men and women in danger so right. you can score some political points yeah Inhofe was right on that because that I mean imagine how imagine the political fallout had a congressman been kidnapped in the Middle East I mean that's what he doesn't realize that that would have put our country and administration in a really difficult position had he personally been kidnapped and he didn't have the insight I mean these were all CIA covert op kind of things trying to get some people out. He's not, I mean, don't interfere with that. So yeah, I could see, I'm, Inhofe's pretty sensitive to, to that. And so, how much thanks would Joe Biden have got and received if he went after and got Mullen out? Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so we have solved how many world problems here? Not bad in like 20, 37 minutes, I think. You know, not bad. We've got so many more topics to talk about. We need to do this again. Okay. This is so, so how do people, people know how to find me at Tulsa World, TulsaWorld.com in the section. How do people find you? Well, they can go to Barry. Uh, no, they know no, my own website. Freedmanoftheplains.com. Freedman of the Plains, exactly what it sounds like. My friend Charlie Pierce at Esquire gave me the name and I usurped it and I've been using it. I'm on Substack. Uh, I'm on Facebook way too much. But best place to go to get all the stuff would be freedmanoftheplains.com. And I'm at jenny.graham at tulsaworld.com. So if you have topics you want us to talk about, if you want to complain to us, feel free. About the topics we talked about. Probably read it on, read it and then, then discuss it. So that's fine. But Barry, it's always a pleasure. We're trying to limit, because we because Barry and I have spent three, four hours solving the community's problems. No one knows about it but us, but you know, but they're all solved. They're all solved. Don't 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 think they're not. They're solved. Exactly. So until next time, we'll see, see you all later. <laughs>